previously on Growing Up Gilmore. But yeah, he doesn't care, but he still looks good. Yeah, kind it's, of it, like it still works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Dean is like, Turtle she doesn't X. care, but like, <laughs> let's give Jess some bonus points. For uh, no, moment. no. You are not, after how much crap you guys have given Dean and Max, you are not giving Jess bonus points for being home at 10 o'clock. <laughs> And there is just something so comical about how a human body just, like, totally flops. I know. Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are tackling Season 2, Episode 6, Presenting Lorelai Gilmore. And Elise and I have been, we've, this is now the third episode we've recorded this week, right? Yeah, I think, so. well, yeah. 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 And because we did four and then five and now six. And we were kind of back and forth as to whether or not we wanted to record this episode today. But it's not our favorite. It's not because, like, we don't like what happens. It's just... It's not like a super exciting episode. Yeah. But I understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. But um, so we decided, you know what, let's just get it over with yeah. and do it. <laughs> so Elise, who is our writer and director for this episode? Okay. Our director is Chris Long. So he has directed and previous episode or he's directed previous episodes of Roswell, Smallville, Criminal Minds, Monks, Weeds, Charmed, and most recently The Patient on Hulu. Oh, is that with Steve Carell and yeah. dang, I can't remember the actor. Um that's the one where he's like seeing a shrink, right? Or he is the shrink. Steve Carell's The Shrink. I shouldn't I say shrink. This. Psychologist. Or, psychologist. Yes. Um, and he, his patient is a serial killer. Mm. And the serial killer is honestly trying to be a better person. But okay. he can't open up to the sh- to psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, truthfully, because if he tells him he's a serial killer, he'll turn him in. So then he decides to kidnap adult nap Steve, Steve Carell and locks him in his basin, oh basement. Oh my god. And Does this happen like right away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, it was okay. Um, let me pull up the actor's name because he was the guy that plays the serial killer was very, very good in it. Creepy. Yeah. He was super, super creepy. Um, his name is dang, it wasn't Dom Domnall? Gleason? Is that how you say it? I don't know. D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L. He, looks, he, he looks in, familiar. He was in an episode of Black Mirror. I uh, actually one of my favorite of that. Actually one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. Interesting. It's where her husband dies and then he gets like made into a robot, basically. And I so, don't think I saw yeah. that one. Um yeah, so that's Chris Long. Kind of cool that he did something so recent. Yeah. Um, the writer is Sheila Lawrence, and she she's is, new too, right? Yes, we okay. have not had her before. 
Also, back it up, Chris Long, I think we'll go on to, I didn't write it down, but 17 episodes of Gilmore Girls. Oh, wow. Okay. He'll direct. So, Sheila is Marvelous Miss Maisel, mm. Bunhead's Desperate Housewives, Ugly Betty, and Mad About You. Oh, so she goes, like, way back then. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I mean, did you watch Mad About You? No. I love Helen Hunt, so I watched it a little bit when I was younger. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but I did watch a lot of Roseanne. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Roseanne. Let me pull up how many episodes, sorry, she wrote of Gilmore Girls. Well, she produced 66 episodes. Holy moly. Okay. Six episodes. Okay. So, yeah, that's who we have. I also want to apologize for my voice because I was up all night, and I feel like I might really horse. Um, I was watching Beef again for the second time. That came up on my, like, number one thing I should watch it's on Netflix. It's so good. I am still, I have I watched it for five episodes left of a, Sopranos. Oh, yeah, girl. And I can't watch the- anything else because I am, like, so intent on finishing this? Yeah, and I'm waiting for the text message. And there's another, because I told you once before, there is one text message that I've been waiting for. And I I got that. Mm -hmm. And I I respond the way that you thought I would? Yes, I was worried because this is a, they basically bring this up on Gilmore Girls. So I was wondering if you were going to remember it. They do? Yeah. um, um, I would just skip like a minute if you don't want Sopranos spoiled for you because I'd be so angry. Oh, so, I'd be pissed. Yeah, like just <laughs> skip. Just skip a minute. Yeah, and, I think uh, it's a minute long, so okay. <laughs> I'll double check. And but. starting now. Go. <laughs> it's when Christopher is brings the psychologist to dinner and Lorelai at, at Lorelai's parents and she was like Lorelai's me, you know, making her funny jokes, and she's like, "How do you feel about how do you feel about Sopranos?" You know, because it's about yeah. therapy and not whatnot. And then the psychologist, who's Jan from the Office. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was like, "Oh, honestly, I miss Adriana." You know. <gasps> oh my and god. Lorelai's like, "Yeah, me too." You know. Uh, so I was worried that you were gonna catch on that Adriana was, yeah. But there is one more text message I'm waiting for. Well, two. Actually, two text messages. Two? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. I have some theories we can discuss later because people that watch <laughs> Gilmore Girls probably have zero desire to hear us talk about Sopranos. Yeah. But just know that whenever... It's a good show. Whenever I am not editing or doing something for the podcast, mm-hmm. I am watching Sopranos. I think that people who like Gilmore Girls should... Maybe dive into, like, Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino. I watched an interview where they were gushing about Sopranos. It is quite literally the most brilliant television Mm -hmm. I have ever watched in my life. That's why I always tell people to watch Sopranos. I'm like, just give it a chance. Like, Like, I thought you were were just, like, being (laughs) sarcastic. And you were not. No, no, no. That's why I'm telling you watch Beef. It is amazing. If you like dark comedy. Okay. And you like, um, it's almost like a dark, dark rom-com. Okay. okay. And it's really cool. Really neat. Interesting. And enough for me to watch it all night long. Well, the second we, time. 
we are also dealing with allergy season starting up. Everything has pretty much melted. And for some reason, spring was like, hey, if you're going to melt, I'm going to show up. So it's fun. I never know. Every day it is a wild card (laughs) if I will be affected by allergies. (laughs) Well, I have the nerd allergist that I am, I have an app on my phone that will tell me the day that, like, my specific triggers will be high. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that existed. And I'm still not going to do it, though. It's every day. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. All right. Well, can you tell how much we don't want to talk about this episode? (laughs) (laughs) But I hope that you enjoyed the last two episodes with Mary and with Bryn. They were super fun to record. We loved having Mary. Um, We haven't really had an opportunity to hang out, the three of us, before Mm -hmm. recording. So what you're hearing is just, like, authentic, like, first-time hangout hangout session. we all clicked really well. Yeah, I loved it. Um, My favorite part was when she used the word divine to describe (laughs) something because... When Elise lived with us, she got me to watch Sex in the City, and she does a great Samantha impression and calls everything divine, and every time we'd eat dinner, she'd be like, this is divine. Oh, this is divine. I can't do it. (laughs) This is divine. (laughs) Oh, honey. Yeah, so... It just brings me back. And I was like, wow, she used that word without even knowing that's like our thing. Yeah. I think I looked at you too. I'm like, should we say something about divine? (laughs) I think I was like in total la-la land at that point because we had been recording for like three hours. That was a long day. That was a long episode. And the last one was a long one too. Mm -hmm. So we hope you're enjoying the longer ones and we'll see where this one takes us. Yeah. All right, our episode opens up with the Gilmore Girls coming for a Friday night dinner, and a new maid answers the door. She looks absolutely terrified and not sure who Rory and Lorelai are, obviously, and is like, um, okay, like, what are you doing here? And she, Lorelai tells her that they're there for Friday night dinner, that they're being expected to be there, whatever. And Rory and Lorelai walk in, and they overhear Emily and Richard arguing. They stand, not at, like, the foot of the stairs, but close enough to the stairs to watch this entire argument play out on the steps. And I think this is brilliant direction. And you can tell that Richard Herman, or excuse me, Edward Herman, and Kelly Bishop are trained stage actors. Mm -hmm. Like... Their body movements, the way they are showing, not telling, like, on the stairs. Yeah, and and the stairs is very much, like, a set piece to me. Like, in theater. Yeah. You know, what you would do with her going up the stairs and then, like, leaving the shot and coming back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Really cool. It was brilliant, honestly. Yes. And it's... I would have never noticed that, like, in all of my other watches of this. Now that we're actually paying attention to those moments, it's really nice to see them. And even the lighting of the stairs was great. Mm -hmm. It was all really, really well done. But they're arguing back and forth. Rory's like, I think we should go. Lorelai, of course, is like, no way. This is excellent. I'm surprised she didn't take it as an opportunity to get out. 
I yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> I'd be like, let's go. Yeah. All right. Perfect let's just time. Back out slowly. But I'm sure she's like, no, because then when they come to, they're going to realize that they're not there and yeah. she'll be in trouble. But she's like making jokes, comparing it to the Lion King on Broadway, saying she wishes they had popcorn, whatever. Emily goes upstairs to grab a tape recorder because she wants to record how ridiculous Richard sounds. And as they are coming back down and she's holding this tape recorder in his face, he discovers that they are standing there and she's like, oh. And Lorelai applauds, says, bravo, brava. Um, Has Terrence McNally ever heard of you? And we're like, who is that? (laughs) Two theater people. It's really embarrassing that we didn't know who that was. Especially because one of his more popular shows was Ragtime, and we literally saw our friend in a production of that last weekend. So, uh, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to say I was a great theater student. Yeah. (laughs) But that's kind of where it ends. So this, like, rockiness between the two of them, it is hard, and I understand where Richard's coming from when he's saying, I'm busy with work. Work is really hard. I'm not going to be able to make all of these engage- engagements. And Emily says, well, these engagements are my job. I'm like co-founder or co-chair, or she does all of these different activities, and that's her work, so she needs to be there. And it's they're kind of of that generation that does not do things alone. Mm-hmm. You either mm-hmm. both go or you don't go at all. Yeah. And the fact that Richard says he's not going to go and Emily's like, well, I'm the co-chair. I have to be there. And he's like, well, the chair is not going to be there without you. <laughs> and it's hard. That is a hard situation. Yeah. I am all for Bryn doing things without me. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the same way, too. But, you know, I I do Mm -hmm. things without Bryn, but I do enjoy when he's there, too, I guess I should say, just because (laughs) he listens to the podcast. So it seems like Richard never this is kind of we've been through this fight argument before. Absolutely. He never really wants to go. And I feel bad for him because I know what that's like. Yeah, (laughs) completely. Because who knows if he's like actually working or if it's just like. I want to be home. I've been on all day long. Now I want to be off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's hard. That is really hard. And he does have a stressful job. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel for him in that sense. But then also, why does Emily have to give up her things for him? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes the revival so nice. Not to like jump way ahead in time. But Emily is finally able to do things with no strings attached. Yeah. And she does. She actually, like, takes it for herself. Mm -hmm. So we get to see that growth from her, but not for a very long time. Um, But Yeah, I think it's important to do things separate. Oh, absolutely. Because when you do lose the person, whether that would be by your own choice, mm-hmm. divorce, or if it's by death, yeah, you have some footing underneath you where it's not yep. like everything is really... You're not just starting over. Yeah. Yeah. You feel very lonely. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. So 
I have a feeling this episode, well, I know. I don't know why I always say I have a feeling. I've watched the episode a million times. (laughs) But if you have not seen the episode a million times, there's a feeling in the air that someone is going to have to give. And it's not going to be Emily and it's not going to be Richard. And it sure as hell is not going to be Lorelai. So who is it going to be? Hmm. 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 We are with the Gilmore Girls now at Luke's diner getting ready for school. Rory is having Lorelai look over one of her papers and she says, how is it? What do you think? And Lorelai says, it's great. It's great. It's A. A plus. And Rory says, this is not how you raise a child. You need to tell me the honest truth. Like, what, how is it? And she says, it's great, Rory. And I think it's really, I find it funny that Rory, like, constantly seeks approval from Lorelai. I don't even know if it's approval, but just, like, asking if things are good enough all the time. Mm -hmm. As if... It wouldn't be good enough ever. Yeah. That's her perfectionism. I think so, too. I feel like I've done that a lot, actually. uh, When we started this podcast, you and I would text each other constantly being like, is this okay? (laughs) Do you like this? Does this look okay? (laughs) But I, I get that. But it's like, that's your mom. And... I also think it's sweet in a way that she values her mom's opinion, given that Lorelai didn't go to college. Yeah. And Rory is doing, like, college-level work at mm-hmm. Chilton. But Bro- Lorelai is very intelligent, so I don't want anyone to think that I'm, like, knocking her intelligence yeah. or anything. But Luke comes and pours their coffee and then says, what do they want for breakfast in a rush? And he says, I was supposed to have help, but they never came down. So if you don't tell me your order, I'm going to give you an egg white omelet and steamed spinach, spinach, which I think sounds great. I was like, mm, Luke, please <laughs> just throw a little cheese in there. And he then would I'm good. make a, he would make that really good. I mm-hmm, bet. Mm-hmm. And as he, they order pancakes and French toast. Then we see Jess walk down the stairs in a Metallica t-shirt. With like a big alien head? Is it an alien head or a skull? I don't know what it is. It's probably a skull. It's like a skull and it looked like it had like snakes or something Mm -hmm. green coming out. I don't know. Whatever. And Luke's like, what is that? And he says, it's a shirt. And he says, well, why are you wearing it? And he goes, it really brings out my eyes. (laughs) And I just, I love the back and forth banter between Luke and Jess. Um, Luke tells him he needs to go upstairs and change his shirt because he's not going to wear that while he works at the diner. And What an Jess, old man. I get, <laughs> calm down. I know. Well, and I think too, like, Luke knows that he's already going to be under fire for stuff now because of Jess. And he's like... Let's just not do other things that are going to upset people. Yeah. Like, let's try to fly under the radar here Mm -hmm. for a minute. And he's like, whatever you say, Uncle Luke. (laughs) And he goes upstairs. Um, Lorelai and Rory agree that it's not a great shirt. But Lorelai does say it's a good band. So I think she's, like, trying to find a positive 
wherever she can because she knows this is like an important situation for Luke. I uh, I was sitting there and I was like, "Come on, Jess, look at Rory," but they didn't. They no. didn't play to the audience. No, but they will. Yeah, they will. Yeah, and I can't wait. <laughs> we don't get to see a lot of Emily by herself, like in her element. So this is kind of nice. She's having mm-hmm. tea with her, like, three girlfriends out on their patio. And they're talking about all of the things, all of the affairs that Emily has missed. And someone throwing an ice sculpture at somebody else. And I think the FOMO, the fear of missing out, is really settling in with Emily now. Uh-huh. And... Rory ends up showing up and all of the ladies are like, oh my gosh, she just, she looks just like Lorelai, the eyes and the nose. And one woman tells her to like walk around. Because she wants to see if she walks like Lorelai. Yeah. She has such a specific way of walking. And another woman goes, yeah, fast. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because she, she probably was, didn't want to be around all of you. trying to get away from you. Exactly. I liked in the, before Rory came, um... Emily made a joke that was very, very Lorelai. And I'm like, is this because she's been around her daughter more? Or is this something that she's picked up? It's when she said sacrificing a virgin. Oh, yeah. Because she, the ladies ask, like, what do you have your maids do? And she says, you know, clean, cook, sacrifice a virgin on their way out. And it's like... (laughs) <laughs> it was Emily. very, very yeah. Lorelai. Yeah, I know. Maybe it does have to do with spending more time with Emily or with Lorelai. Yeah, I wonder. I could see that. Or if it's maybe where Lorelai gets it from. Gets some of it from. Yeah, I like that. I think it's fun, too, to see her be herself. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when Lorelai and Rory are there, she's kind of on. Yeah. And this was kind of her moment to just... Relax And gossip. And And gossip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, Rory says that she's there to grab a book from Richard. So she goes to his study. And while she is in the study fetching her book, the women reveal that the debutante ball is coming up. And they asked if Emily had thought about Rory making her debut because she's 16. And Emily admits that she hadn't really thought about it. And I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it wasn't on her radar and that's fine. But part of me thinks like you weren't thinking about it at all. I don't know. Yeah. She delivered it like she had not thought of it. Yeah. As for me, when I'm watching the acting choice, it seemed mm-hmm. like that Like she choice. looked like deer in a headlights. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, whoa, why mm-hmm. didn't I think of that almost? Yeah. And they, the women there said that the prettiest girl currently has a scab on her face. So Rory would be absolutely the best looking one there. And she gets this look in her eyes like, oh. And one of the women says this would really be like your crowning moment. <laughs> and I wonder okay. if that's. A stab at Lorelai. Well, because she never really got to do that, did she? No, she yeah. didn't. That's She tried on her dress. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was as far as she got because she was pregnant with Rory. Yeah. I so, don't know if she was... It. I don't know if it came off like that to me. Like she was 
saying it's stabbing. I don't think she was saying it's stabbing, but I think... Or a dig, or... It just felt like maybe there was layers to that comment. Yeah. Not that she intended it to be... Yeah, gotcha. Like a a jab. Mm -hmm. But Rory comes back, and she says, I found the book, and all these, like, old women turn their heads and, like, this dazed, smiling look, like... They all have, sorry, I just did it. And like, you're the only one that can see me do it. But it's, they're all. riveting though. Yes. They're all um, staring at her like she's fresh meat, Mm -hmm. basically. And Rory's like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) So now we see what is going to be the big thing to get Emily back in the circle. Mm-hmm. And it's always got to be at the cost of Rory. Yeah. Rory has returned from visiting her grandma and tells Lorelai that she is going to be presented at the debutante ball. And Lorelai is flabbergasted, surprised, shocked, mm-hmm. upset. <laughs> um. Rory says that she tried on Lorelai's dress and that she really wants to do this. She promised Emily that she would. And she says, you should have seen Grandma's face when I said I would do it. I have to do it. And she says, you don't have to help me if you don't want to. And Lorelai tells her if this is something that she wants to do, she will help her. And she does make an interesting comment, though, by saying it's these are all of the things that I ran away from and I thought you were running with me. Mm -hmm. And I can't decide if that is like a guilt trip thing or if it's, uh, I guess I... I assumed, taking accountability maybe mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. I just assumed that you'd run with me. Yeah. You'd want to run. I didn't think that you were actually going to want to do something like this because right. I never did. Right. And I think Lorelai has to understand and maybe she is starting to see that there are certain pressures that Rory has that she doesn't because Rory has to make up for, she doesn't have to, but Rory is making up for a lot of lost time. Mm-hmm. As a favor to Lorelai, without Lorelai realizing it's a favor. Yeah. And I think for Rory, it's, I have to make my grandparents happy. This is something that they really want, and I want them to be happy. So I'm going to do this for, well, not grandparents, but her grandma. And Lorelai says, all right, let's do it. Um, Rory says, oh, but there's one thing. I have to have my father give me away or present me to society. And she's like, well, I could find somebody else. Maybe Grandpa or Taylor or the cable guy last week was really nice. I think it's funny that she didn't suggest Luke. Yeah. She suggested Taylor before Luke. (laughs) That is really weird. Maybe because she knows Luke would never do that. Maybe. And Luke doesn't own a tux. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I found that interesting. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. That is interesting. 
Maybe because it's not on Rory's radar right now either. Yeah. That could be too. I just... He would be the next logical choice besides yeah. Grandpa. Right. Yeah. But... But Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Like, why Taylor? <laughs> because he would love to go to something like that. Oh, my gosh. Like... He would be awful, too. He'd be like... Sit up straight. Stand up straight. Oh, yeah. No, he'd, like, feel inclined to coach her on how to be, <laughs> like, a member of society. But Lorelai tells her that if she's really going to do this, she's going to make an effort and call Christopher and tell him about it and tell him to come. Christopher is in Boston, apparently, so he moved without telling them that he moved. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. And he says, oh, how are things? And she goes, you know, you can call me, too. Or do you have a phone that only receives calls? And he knew that her and Max split up Mm. because he asks her about it. So Rory must have told him. Yeah, because like they they mentioned this in season one that he calls like once a week, right? He tries to, I think. But... Lorelai says, you'll never believe what I'm going to tell you, but Rory wants you to present her to society. And Christopher's like, really? And Lorelai says, and you haven't really been an active part of her life, and this is a great way of stepping in and being an active part of her life. So I think you should do it. And I'm really proud of Lorelai for shaming him, (laughs) guilting him (laughs) into it, because he says, I will definitely be there. I will clear my schedule. I will be there. And when Lorelai tells Rory that he definitely is going to be there, Rory responds with, so there's a 50-50 chance. And I think that alone says everything about her relationship with Christopher. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. I think the hardest, one of the hardest parts about growing up is realizing that your parents aren't perfect. Yeah. But at the same time, when you are used to that, you don't know any better. Oh, completely. You know, it's very much like, oh, well, that's just not what I have. So you don't even know what you're missing. Yeah. You know. No, I think that's also very true and something that I can relate to, where it's just like, all right, things are going well, things are going too well, and now I'm waiting for the ball to drop yeah. again. And the last time it dropped, I just said, all right, it's just going to stay there. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel for Rory. And I know that even though she's telling herself there's a 50-50 chance, she is holding on to everything for him to come. And Lorelai tries to tell her, I don't know, he sounded pretty sure maybe it's a 60-40 chance. And that's where the scene ends. So, Hmm. what do you think? What do I think? What do you think about Christopher and Lorelai Having this moment of, like, is she really going to do this? Oh, you mean, like, in regards to the 
debutante ball? Yeah, and I think, too, like, what do you think Christopher's true intentions are for for going? Uh, to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Not by, you know, by, by Lorelai. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, because we've said it in previous episodes where we're like, Rory is a bonus for Christopher. Yeah. It's all about Lorelai. He... They discussed that the engagement's off, so she's free. Mm-hmm. And... And he loves to swing in and take advantage of her when she's at an emotional low. Yeah. Yep. Because the last time they slept together was when her and Max broke up. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I can't fault him. She is very beautiful, so whatever. No, but I can fault her. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because he's gross. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like a Muppet. Well, some girls think he's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, my Women. new favorite Instagram account is the <laughs> We Hate Christopher Hayden. I, like <laughs> I don't them think too. they even like know we exist, but I do follow them like on our uh, Growing Up Gilmore Instagram and laugh all day long <laughs> at what they post. It just like brings me so much joy. So. Yeah, we'll have to tag them when we post for this because I am obsessed with that account. (laughs) You sent it to me. It's very funny. Yeah. So, well, now we know Christopher's coming. He's coming in to swoop just to save the day. Yeah. He gets to be the big hero if he shows up. Wow. Rory's dad showed up. Oh, that's so great. What a nice guy he is. Oh, Lorelai and Christopher, are you together? Like, I can just see it all. Yeah. Happening because the two of them together was such a driving force for so much drama in that society Mm -hmm. that the minute people see them, they're like, oh, remember when? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gross. <laughs> we finally get to see Lane and Dean. They are sitting on the couch. Rory's sitting on the arm of the sofa playing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction because Neil Young is being inducted and he is playing, or he, sorry, and he is wearing a tuxedo. So clearly she's trying to convince Dean that tuxedos are cool. Lane informs them that it actually has to have tails and white gloves and Rory's like... A cummerbund. And a cummerbund, yeah. And Rory says, don't forget, I'm going to be watching a lot of BattleBots with you to make up for this. And BattleBots, I have no idea what that is. And I don't even want to look it up because the idea that I have in my head is just like a little Roomba... Like vacuum cleaners yeah, fighting I think each it other. Is little, it is like little robots <laughs> fighting each other. It just sounds like the weirdest thing. <laughs> but who am I to judge other people's icks? Or yums, I should say. Yums. <laughs> That's what my stepdad always says. Don't ick my yum. Oh. Because I ick a lot of things that he likes. <laughs> but... The whole time they're having this conversation about the tuxedos, Lorelai is on the phone with Emily talking about gloves and hair and all of the essentials. And then all of a sudden there's a honk and Rory drops everything and she says, Dad, and runs out. And Christopher pulls up in a car, which Lorelai has a very hard time believing. 
So I'm just going to say this is another tally for Christopher. This is two tallies now because he showed up. Uh-huh. Now he has a car. Uh-huh. And he has a job. Yep. Those are all three things that um, Lorelai asked him to do last time he was there. Oh, yeah. Get a job, grow up, and figure things out. Yeah. Okay? I'm not saying he's figured things out, but he did do, like, a few of the major things she and wanted he him got, to do. And the Oxford Dictionary. True. So another point for Christopher. The Oxford Dictionary. Mm-hmm. That is a big deal to Rory. He that, did make that up. Yeah. And Lorelai knew, knew about it, too. Right. Yeah, so he's making things right. He's really laying on the I'm a good dad shtick. Yep. Like, I'm giving up my motorcycle for a responsible car. So Mm -hmm. if Rory needs to be in it, it has airbags, like Lorelai mentioned. It doesn't have a passenger airbag, though, because he had to have that super big sound system added. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, responsible... Or himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good if I yeah. crash this car. And he says, hop in. I want to play the music or, you know, show you around or whatever. And Lorelai goes right along with it. And I guess I have a hard time with Lorelai and Christopher because I can't tell when Lorelai is just being friendly and, yeah. like, fun and playful or when it when it crosses that threshold into we are flirting. Mm. It always seems like flirty to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's there's just, just because people like that, though. They've known each other their entire lives. Yeah. They've, they have Rory in common. Like, they have a pretty big history with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that plays a, a heavy role in all of this. And they're both single. And young. And young, yeah. So I feel and like you, we already know he is like desperate to settle down well, with yeah. Lorelai, at least. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are just people like that, though, that you're never gonna like yeah. just be platonic with. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it, Lorelai and Christopher are kind of an anomaly. Like, they just, they're just, like, this force together that it's kind of like how Max described him and Lorelai. Like, they can't control themselves around each other. I think Max felt that way about Lorelai, but Lorelai did not feel that way about Max. Mm -hmm. But I think with Christopher and Lorelai together, they are both that driving force. Yep. And it's something that Lorelai really has to combat a lot. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that they have, there is very, there is a lot of youth. Youthful energy when they're with each other. Yeah. Almost like time has stopped in a sense. Um, Yeah, I love that. Yes. So, they, that's why they're, there is good like a good click with them, I guess. Like a they do click in that way, which is kind of good mm-hmm. and fun to watch as an audience member. However, it's hard for their 
for me to watch as an audience audience member yeah. watching their relationship develop because I know I never feel like they're progressing. I feel like they're stuck 16 yeah. years old. I mean, they are because every time they see each other, it's the same thing. Like they see each other, they catch up, they sleep together. She she says it's a mistake and then they move on. Yeah. And it's just like this endless cycle that they're stuck in and they can't get out of it. And when they do get out of it, it's not good. So he just sucks. I just I know. I, I wish just, he would have not come. I don't get it because there is chemistry there and like There's got to be a lot that we don't, we haven't seen in the past with them. Like, why Lorelai wouldn't be with him? And yeah. I, I mean, I'm talking even more than just he had a motorcycle and he's kind of a wild guy, whatever. I'm not even yeah. just talking about that. You're just talking about surface things. There has to be something below the surface that we aren't aware of. Because I would feel like. If I had that chemistry with someone and they wanted to be with me and I did have, you know, and I liked them like that, I'd want to be with them. But I've also been in that situation, too, yeah. where I know that type of guy and I'm not going to, I'm like, this can be fun, but you're yeah. not, like, serious. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're probably going to, like, date somebody else or get mm-hmm. bored of me or whatever. Well, and I think Lorelai looks at his relationship with Rory and says, you can't even be committed to your freaking daughter. Yeah. How are you going to be committed to me? You'll get bored. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she's worried about. Yeah. Well, she, think no, she's, she's the queen said. of bored. Yeah. 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 They're an interesting type and there's a lot more to say on it because we get to see a lot at the debutante ball too. So I'm just going to save the rest of my feelings for later, although I'm sure you can all tell how I'm feeling anyway. (laughs) We are back with Lorelai and Emily after a shopping affair to pick up 12 pairs of pantyhose for the big event. And Richard comes down. Emily says, I got you some new cufflinks and they're bulldogs, which is a Yale reference. Mm. Um. And he's like, I'm, I'll look at them later. And she says, you need to go pick up your tux. He says, I'm not going to do that. I'm very busy. You can pick it up or I just won't go. And he walks away. Lorelai asks Emily if there is something going on between her and Richard. And Emily acts like she has no idea what Lorelai is talking about. She says, we're fine. I'm not upset. He's not upset. Everything's fine. I need to go pick up his tux. And she leaves Lorelai in the living room. I have theories about this upsetness with Richard, but I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear yours because I don't know if I have a theory. Okay. I think because... The last time they went through all of this, all of this, is when they found out Lorelai was pregnant. Mm. And I think it's a good theory. 
I think that there could be, I don't think, I am sure that there is some unspoken of trauma with Richard having to deal with that, knowing that he was supposed to present his daughter and didn't get the chance. Mm -hmm. And I think for him, he talks about like having pride in his family and And how hard that time was for Emily and how difficult it was for him to tell his co-workers that his daughter was pregnant and she wasn't going to be presented and all of these things. I just think the whole notion of this is very triggering for him. Sure. Yeah, that's my my theory. I mean, he was already annoyed in the beginning and this was... Not the debutante ball wasn't even on his radar, right? So I feel like this is like another thing on top of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's actually more of a triggering thing. It, yeah, it's <laughs> and like it's already something he doesn't want to do. A triggering thing, another event, something he knows he has to be at because mm-hmm. Rory is involved, and I think part of him, as much as he loves Christopher, I think. I do wonder if there's a part of Richard that knows that he and Lorelai are not good together. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's I I just like I think when he sees Lorelai, Christopher and Rory all together, I don't know if that's an image he likes. And I don't know if it's because, you know, Lorelai, everything happened to her after she had Rory or she had Rory because of him or whatever. But there is always this. There's always going to be a little resentment, I think, between Mm -hmm. Christopher and Richard because Christopher, you know, got her pregnant. Yeah. And it takes two to tango. But at the same time. As the father, I think he does look at it like... That's the boy who got me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But Richard's a va- very vacant character for me. Yeah. In terms of... We we just don't get to see him a lot. We don't get to see... He is not emotional. Yeah. From what we see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And the times he is emotional, it's like zero to ten. Yeah. And there's no... That's scary. (laughs) I know. And there's no, like, backtracking on it. It's zero to ten, and then they move on. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, the only person he's ever apologized to is Rory. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think that he is just a very practical person. Mm Mm-hmm. And that maybe... I don't I don't know if he would necessarily not want Lorelai and Christopher together. Yeah. Maybe he also has an issue with the whole debutante thing. Yeah. And is like, I don't want my granddaughter to be presented in this ball where you basically are saying she's single and available and ready for marriage and all not that it typically stands for mm-hmm. that anymore, but it is rooted in those, yeah, in that kind of foundation. And yes, 
and with this actor, I mean, um, he, Edward Herman. Yes, Edward Herman. Like he's a very good actor. So I feel like when you have a very talented actor, they have a lot going on in their backstory in their head. Mm-hmm. So he is playing some. If they're a good actor, you mm-hmm. know, they're, he's playing some sort of emotion. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering too: is season two the plot device with Richard, where he's starting to lose his kind of you know authority in his job? Mm-hmm. It is. So I wonder if that's something that they discussed um, roundtable, you know. Like we're building up to this moment. Maybe you're dealing with some Mm -hmm. worry. Yeah. And so he's just really in work mode. Yeah. And he's trying not to let that, because he's being mean to Emily. Right. Let's don't get it twisted. Yeah. No, He's, he's being an asshole. He's like being, like I would, as his wife would be like, he hates me. I know. <laughs> you know what I'd I mean? be like crying. Like, I'd be like, wow. Like he's she, having an affair or something. She goes he's out like, of her way to do these things for him. And it's like, she doesn't even get a thank you. Yeah. He, and he's snapping at her. And yeah. he's like, either you go pick up the tux or I'm not going to wear the tux and not go. So I'm fine with either of these options and just walks away. And mm-hmm. I mean... I feel like that meanness is something to to deal with maybe a financial worry that we don't know or you know security because mm-hmm. yeah. it probably takes well, it does take a lot to maintain any lifestyle mm-hmm. let alone their lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I think there's a lot of deep-rooted issues going on here. Mm. Things that will come to the surface eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I really hate Christopher. (laughs) So Dean and Rory are learning how to do their ballroom dancing from Miss Patty. And Lorelai and Christopher come and ask how it's going. It's clearly not going well. And Christopher and Lorelai then demonstrate how to do it so effortlessly. And you can just see the longer they're dancing, the more Lorelai is falling into his trap. Mm -hmm. To the point where when they end, they are still holding hands. And Dean and Rory are clapping. They're like, wow, that was so great. Like... It looked amazing, whatever. And they leave them to continue learning their dances. And this is where I like just like constantly had my eyes rolled in the back of my head as Christopher's walking down the sidewalk with Lorelai talking about his job and what he's doing, and the fact that he drinks chai lattes now because everyone at work does. And the whole time I'm listening to this, all I can think about is you are masking to make yourself look better. Mm -hmm. This is not really you. He's not being authentic. No. I don't think. I don't think so either. I mean, we don't really get to see Christopher outside of... Lorelai or Rory, so I don't really know. But he, it does strike me as, like, not 
authentic. Right. Which, when I see Lorelai with Christopher, it is a better, I have a bigger relief than when I see her with Max because I'm like, okay, here's Lorelai. She's actually being herself around him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will give her that. Yeah. I, as they're sitting, they sit down on a bench and as they're sitting there talking, and he's talking about how he never thought he wanted like a nine to five job. And he really loves the stability it provides him. And the fact that at the end of the day, he feels like he's earned something. And she's like, wow, it sounds like you're really on the right path. And I'm so happy for you. And you can just see in her face because Lauren Graham does it so well that she is like considering what what this could mean for them already. Mm-hmm. And he's been back for two days. Yeah. I want to know, I mean, I think it's cool that he was starting all those businesses. I mean, they failed, yes. Yeah. For me, I, do, I, I don't know why that's a diss. Can you explain that to me? I think, <laughs> I mean, I am no business expert, but... I think part of it is just like failure after failure after failure and you have no cushion to fall on. Yeah. For all of these failures, that's when it starts to look bad. They're like he took on too much without thinking. Mm-hmm. He like wanted that. like a get rich quick thing and that wasn't going to work for him because he relied on other people to do the work to get him rich. Yeah. And he didn't have the funds to back it up. Mm-hmm. So. So he's just kind of. Okay. I think that is my uneducated opinion on business. (laughs) I don't know why he failed so many times. I just wonder what kind of businesses they were. Yeah, I don't know. But he says he likes this job. And Lorelai seems very impressed. And I just, like, want to reiterate. And I know we've possibly, I shouldn't say no, I think we've possibly talked about this before, but, like, people doing the bare minimum is not excuse enough to give that person everything. Yeah. It needs to be earned. It needs to be earned. If Bryn, like, if all Bryn did was, like, work and was, like, tolerant of me... That's not enough. Mm-hmm. And like him buying a car and working a job and getting a paycheck, like those are all things that he should be doing anyway. Like yeah. what is so special about that? What's and so special about Christopher that he feels that he is above that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, Laurel, I don't know. And then, of course, he's all charming with the, you got away with you know, you got away from our parents in that world when you were 16, and I was always so jealous of you. Because you always knew what you wanted, and you went out and you got it. And it's like, quit. Quit it. Just stop. Just shut up. Yeah. And leave her alone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like... I can't stand him. He, he is, like, on a different planet. Like, I don't even know if I'm mad at Christopher anymore. I'm just, like... I'm mad I that, don't know who you are. Yeah. I don't know where... 
where you are, but it's a different realm than me. I think what makes me so mad is that I know people who are this delusional. Oh, yeah. And I just, like, want to smack my head against a wall sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I have to sit here and watch it, too. Yeah, he's annoying. Yeah. And I like that um, Lorelai brought him to Luke's, but we didn't see it. I know. That's and a, that's a... The chai sucked because... Yeah, she, he was Luke like... Luke was probably so pissed he had to make a chai latte. He was probably like, what the hell is a chai latte? <laughs> and Christopher said it tasted like tea with a cinnamon stick, and Lorelai's like, that's probably not a cinnamon stick. What is it? <laughs> I, I don't know, but yuck. I, yeah. And I'm sure Luke is just like, this guy is so full of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... But Lorelai has such a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't stand it. I can't stand him. I don't like him either. Miss Patty likes him. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can have him. Mm-hmm. It is the night before the ball, and Christopher is helping Dean learn how to tie a bow tie. Have you ever had to tie a bow tie? No. It's not easy. I know. I don't. I was on Bill Nye the Science Guy for Halloween, and I had to learn how to tie a bow tie, <laughs> and that was not one of my finer moments. Um Rory's eating. Lorelai is telling her how she needs to be completely helpless. Everything she does, she needs to have help. That's how a lady acts. Dean leaves. Rory goes to bed. And Lorelai and Christopher are left up. Lorelai tries to call Emily, says that she's called all week to talk to Lorelai, but today, nothing. And she tells Christopher that they've been openly fighting. And she's not sure what that means. Christopher says he she could talk to them. And Lorelai's like, um, are you sure? Like, have you met my parents? And they kind of leave it at that. Lorelai says she's going to go to bed, asks if she want if Christopher wants her to turn out the lights. Christopher says he actually has work to do. And Lorelai laughs. He pulls out his laptop and starts working. And part of me is like, does he really have work to do? Or is he pretending he has work to do to make himself look really busy and important for Lorelai? Probably. Mm. Like, let me just add to the list of things that make me a really successful person. (laughs) I don't know. This all just feels like total baloney to me. And I'm really sick of it. I mean, maybe he had work. Maybe he was doing a a spreadsheet, checking some emails. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's definitely what was all. going on. Stop at the hub. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly which hub you are referencing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. But this scene was just kind of... Blah. Dean is annoying. Yeah. Everyone is annoying. I'm just, like, annoyed with everyone in this episode, to be quite honest with you. I know. That's you. why I was kind of dreading doing the scene. This 
Except Emily. I'm not annoyed with Emily. No, I feel like she is fine. She is trying to, like, get back something she lost years ago. And and, and Rory's not that annoying either. No. She's just excited, and I don't blame her. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to Emily, and that's why Rory is excited, because she yeah. can do this for her mother. And, you know, that's very sweet. So I'll give her that. But that's it. Everyone else in this episode can go away. (laughs) It is time for the ball, and the girls arrive late because Lorelai and Rory arrive. A woman says, and you are... And Rory says, Lorelai Gilmore. And she says, late. And brings her back with her dress and all of her things and says, you have an hour to get ready. We need to be ready to go at 730. I hope you're fine with an unlit mirror because the mirrors with lights went to the girls who were here at dawn. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. And Rory sits down next to this girl And she's like, I can't believe we have an hour to get ready. And this girl is having her hair done. And she's holding these two lipsticks. And she's like, I can't decide which one to wear. This is red red and this is red orange. And if I pick the wrong one, I'll look like a hooker or a school teacher. (laughs) Like those are on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. And this girl ends up telling Lorelai or Rory later that this is her fifth coming out party this year. And she's clearly very invested in finding her husband. I cannot imagine being 16 and trying to find a husband. Yeah, this actually... This scene reminds me of a couple of things in my life. That oh, totally. When I was a Jehovah's Witness, I was like, this well, is you said familiar. you made those, like, photo albums of your weddings when you were 16. 15. Like, 15, 15 14. Yeah. But, yeah, <clears throat> that was weird. That's, I was like, this is, like, so Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I. It also has, like, a theater <clears throat> people vibe to me too oh a thousand percent i did like this one minute play once a one minute play (laughs) they did what it was a series it was a festival okay so play like the playwrights would give a bunch of like one minute scripts and then you'd have to act them out so you have a cram like all day rehearsal and i was sitting in the back area where you get ready or whatever um the green room that they designated for us and there was this girl on the floor and she was like on the floor with her legs like in a butterfly position okay and then she was like leaning her head like on the ground and her arms were like flailed out and I thought she was just like breathing heavy but she was like bawling yeah and I'm like oh my god are are you okay and she goes it's just that I'm boring. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Bawling, no. saying that she was boring. I don't know why it reminded me of this scene. Because that girl Libby is, like, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. And I don't mean, I shouldn't say crazy, but she is so intense. 
She's just um, like, I need to find a husband. Yes. And... <laughs> It's like, okay. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> wild. Um, and Rory even tells her, like, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Like, what if you trip? Or then she, like, backpedals, because I'm sure she realizes this is not the right person to make this joke to. And she's like, oh, you won't trip. I'll trip. And the girl's like, you should <gasps> so not be even joking about something like that. <sighs> <laughs> We cut to Lorelai and Emily, because Emily shows up and is having a lot of issues with the appearance of the ball. She has an issue with the baby's breath, the length of the tablecloths, the height of the tables, all of these different things, and she compares it to, like, a fast food restaurant. And Lorelai says, I think you're being too harsh. This is very beautiful. I actually really like that they make a reference to the baby's breath because mm-hmm. that's what Rory wore in her hair mm-hmm. for the dance. And I every time I see baby's breath now, I think of Lorelai. And it has such like an innocent connotation to it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually sweet to do that at like a coming out ball. But yeah, what do I know? I am not <laughs> high class or high society. But... Lorelai's kind of left there again, like, what is going on? And we cut back to Rory and Libby, and Libby offers her a Maduri sour in a flask. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is your fifth one because you're getting a little sloppy. (laughs) But she asks Rory about her escort, and she's like, is he going to be the one, the one that you marry? And Rory's like, I don't know. And she's like, what, is he cute? (laughs) Yeah, he's really cute. And they, like, she keeps, like, obsessing over this. That's when she says that this is her fifth one this year. And that four out of five girls marry their escorts or something like that. Or four, I don't, whatever. But Good statistic rights. Yes. And... I think Rory is realizing that this is so out of her element and she had no expectation for what this was going to be like. Yeah, I don't really think she thought of like that this is a coming out party. This is presenting you for that you're ready to be in the steps of getting married. Yeah, and I think, too, for her, she's like, I'm just here to appease my grandma. Yeah, and wear a pretty dress. Yeah, and just (laughs) thought it was, like, a fun party where now she is seeing, like, someone who is taking the history of this ball incredibly serious. And I think there's, like, a little bit of panic. Not panic, but maybe just, like, Oh, there are people who like... Yeah, mm, it's like hearing somebody talk about their cult that they're in. Yeah. You know, when you're like, oh, okay, that's a cult. (laughs) You're in a cult. Mm. How do I discuss this? When we started the podcast, we were both really into that documentary about Nixium or whatever. I love Nixium. Oh my god. You know I do. We were both just like what is happening? And honestly I would have the same reaction as Rory at this part. Mm -hmm. I'd just be like 
what is going on? Why is this a thing? And this is a thing that still happens. Weird. Yeah. But such is life. (laughs) We go back to Lorelai. She's talking with all of these women and they're talking major shit about the girls at this debutante ball and how one of them just got out of some rehabilitation place or some place. And the rehab. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai says, oh, is it rehab? And another lady goes, no, a fat farm. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> I just, whatever. And that's when you can tell in Lorelai's face, like, oh, my God, we mm-hmm. do not belong here. This is not, this is not for us. And Christopher, I think, sees her face and swoops in and says he's having issues with his cummerbund and he needs help. Mm -hmm. So they leave. And then Lorelai says, oh, I love you. Uh, Let me have your baby. Oops, too late kind of thing. And she... I'm just really frustrated with her at this point. Because it feels like she's kind of forgetting... All of the issues that she has with Christopher. Lorelai is a very horny person. <laughs> and, like, I get it, girl. I get it. But you, she, the, she has sex with him, and then she immediately regrets it. Yeah. So, don't do it. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I'm, I'm not going to do, do it. it. And then she does it. And then she's like, I did it. (laughs) I did it. I think that's her problem. I think a lot of problems with Lorelai is that she's just a very, like, highly sexual person. Yeah. And I think that's where she gets a lot of her confidence from. Yep. But it's weird. But she's also weird about it, too. Yeah. She doesn't do it with Luke. And that's, like, the obvious person you would want to. I think... With Luke, there's more there, and that scares her. Yeah. It's not just, like... It's not a hit-and-quit-it situation. Yeah, I can't just get the hell out. Right. Mm -hmm. He's got the coffee. He's got the coffee. So, it can't be a hit-and-quit-it situation. You know? Yeah, I don't know. But there's more, because we're just getting started with Christopher and Lorelai now. Because now it's, this is a big happy family moment. Mm. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Lorelai and Christopher now find themselves at the bar, and they're talking about how it's so funny that they're here and whatever. Emily shows up and asks, "Have you seen Richard? Have you seen your father? I've tried calling him. He's not here yet, and he does show up." And Emily goes right over, and they immediately are bickering with each other. And Christopher says he could use a drink at that point. Lorelai goes behind the bar and makes them two martinis because the bartender is not there. And he says, oh, can't you believe, can you believe it? The two of us at a debutante ball, this would have been us 16 years ago. And Lorelai's like, yeah, pretty dress. And Christopher says, drinking booze. 
and really like reminiscing that she's here and Lorelai or that they're there. And Lorelai says, I'm really happy that you're here. And Christopher says, I'm really happy that I'm here too. And at that point, the fathers get paged. Thank God. Because I was like, are they going to kiss? Like, what is this working up towards? So the fathers get paged. He goes off and we cut to Rory and Dean. And Dean says, I just wanted to see you one last time before you come become a proper lady of society. And that girl Libby comes up and she's like, is this your escort? And Rory's like, yeah, this is him. And she's like, you're totally getting married. And Dean's like, what? What did she say? (laughs) At least Dean is not, like, all for it. Yeah. I I wonder if this planted a seed, though, in his head. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't think he is fully aware of what all of this is either, though. Yeah. And I don't think Rory was going to tell him that part. Mm -hmm. You know? But... Christopher shows up, Dean leaves, and Christopher says, this is your last chance to shimmy down the drain pipe. And Rory just asks that he make sure she doesn't fall. And he says, make sure I don't fall either. And then we begin the presentation. So let's see how it goes. The presentation begins... Emily is trying to get Richard to come sit down at the table, and he won't. Lorelai sees this happening because they're gradually getting louder, and she goes to try to ease the situation and lower the tension, and Richard says he's not going to sit down until he finishes his drink, and he didn't even want to be here. And they end up, Lorelai ends up pulling them out into the lobby Because Richard makes such a big scene that she needs to pull them away because it is taking away from other people's evening. He essentially explains that he is being phased out of work. He was taken off of a large account that he brought to the company 10 years ago and they took him off of the account. And Emily says, I thought you got a promotion And he says, no, I'm being phased out. They gave me a bigger office because the guy before me was phased out. And she says, no, he retired. And he goes, I know when people are being phased out because I invented people getting phased out. So this is where some of that underlying anger, resentment, whatever is coming from. I do think that there is still a grain of what we were talking about earlier where he's like, this should have been Mm Lorelai. But Rory apparently can hear them arguing because she comes around the corner and says, I hate to break up whatever is happening, but I'm next. So they all go in. Richard must sit down because we only see Emily and Lorelai standing there as she walks in. She's presented And everything goes smoothly. And the minute she walks off with Dean, it cuts to Lorelai and Emily. And Emily says, that should have been you up there. 
and nothing is going the way I wanted it to or the way it should have gone or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then she walks off and Lorelai is left there like shocked with the debutantes doing their little fan dance in the background And I love this scene because it just shows such a drastic shift in what this whole night was about. Mm. And Lorelai, I think, is just like, when are we going to move past this? And why can't we just get along for the sake of Rory doing something for you? Because now it's not about Rory anymore. Now it's about the fact that that should have been Lorelai. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it. it's like, whatever. I feel like Lorelai is being pretty cool about it all. Yeah. And not jealous or not that she would be jealous. No. Because she didn't ever want to do it. But you know what I mean. Like. We saw glimpses that a uh, glimpses of that in road trip to Harvard, right. where she was like looking at Rory in a in a way of being like, "You're doing the things that I didn't get to do." Yeah, and I didn't really get that in this scene. No, I didn't either. But I do. I think she is starting to realize that Rory is kind of a pawn. In making up for everything that Lorelai lacked in that household. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair to Rory. And it's not fair to Lorelai. Yeah. So it's kind of an unsettling way to end the evening. Well, I think Richard was drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Personally. Yeah. He seemed like he had a lot of drinks. And then little Mrs... Elizabeth Dod- Doty, Doty, Libby. Gr- was it? <laughs> she was so she was drunk, sauced. I mean, she could barely make it down the steps with like this wobbling. So props to her because that was some great acting. <laughs> yeah, that was. You could tell. I wonder she what had, she's doing now. I think that she married the first man that proposed to her. And what do you think he does for a living? Like. Business, insurance, something really boring that she probably doesn't even fully understand. Like he's HR? Yeah, no, HR would not get paid what she, he'd be like a CFO or a CEO or I don't know, but she'd be very happy because she would not like be invested in do I know what I think happened? Yeah, please tell I don't me. think that Lizzie's alive anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she made it. What? I don't know. Why? I, just, I don't know. It's just like, it just seemed like her life was falling apart. Wow, that's really dark. Okay, well, I'll have you know that her <laughs> name in real life is Samantha Shelton. Uh-huh. And she's been a voice on Bob's Burgers and Central Park. She She, looks sort of familiar. I know. She's been in Criminal Minds. Have you seen Girl Walks Into a Bar? She was in that, I guess. 
Um, no, I haven't seen a girl walks into a bar. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. It looks like she's been like a lot of like one episode, yeah, yeah. kind of girly. She's in two episodes actually oh, of Gilmore Girls. I was gonna say that's maybe her. Where I... Her other title is Walker. Oh, <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't think. But I saw we'll her. keep an eye out because I really hope we do see her again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's she was in Charmed. Roswell, Freaks and Geeks. Ooh, that's what, maybe, what was she in Freaks and Geeks? Her name was Heidi Henderson in Freaks and Geeks. Heidi I'm looking this up. Freaks. I try to watch Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. I used to watch it every year, but I have not watched it in like probably three. She is the ex-girlfriend of Nick oh. Andopoulos. Okay, that's how I recognize her. Which one is Nick Andopoulos? Oh, Jason Segel. My love, (laughs) Jason Segel. What's the song that he makes for her? Lady. That's when he sings the stick song. But what is he say? He's like, what are the lyrics? Lindsay. Um, Lay Lindsay. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's bad. so good. It's, it's so bad. It's good. God, Jason Segel's a genius. He is. He's the best. A wonderful human. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I really hope Libby is still with us. And she's just <laughs> living her life happy. I think I feel like she had like a bad accident, accident, like something really dumb, like in White Lotus when she, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> Just stop. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. We already had to do a spoiler alert earlier. <laughs> but if you haven't watched White Lotus, you do should. It. Okay. But that's where we end. All that drama. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't know. So let's see how they round out the evening. The evening is over and the girls are walking in Stars Hollow with... Dean and Christopher. The girls decide that they want a burger. Dean says he needs to go home and take his tux off and just be done with the evening. Christopher says he has to get up early to go back to Boston, so he's going to miss out on the burger, too. Lorelai tells Rory to go get a table and that she's going to talk to Christopher, which to me is always the cue for I'm going to try to sleep with Christopher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they have this conversation where she says, you earned big, big, big credit for coming here and doing this. And it meant so much to Rory. It meant so much to me. And it's like, she's her dad. He's her dad. He should be there. Mm-hmm. This is a bare minimum commitment. Well, he's never there, so... Right. <laughs> so, like, I get by comparison, it's a big deal, but it really should not be a big yeah. deal. Like, he is doing the bare minimum as a dad. And it's the least he can do. Right. At this point. Yeah. Lorelai starts doing her whole... You know, it, we really liked having you around... It'd be so nice if you stayed a little bit longer. The highway can get really full or jammed or traffic she, jammed. And she's saying it dirty. She's like, yeah. it could get really jammed. 
Yeah. I was like, oh my God. You literally said, I can't remember what the line was that like triggered you, but all the Catholic schoolgirl. Oh, yeah. Line. Because she says it's kind of like a Catholic schoolgirl thing when they're talking about the Volvo. Mm hmm. And he's like, oh, are you coming around to the Volvo? And she's like, yeah, it's kind of a Catholic schoolgirl thing. And Elise goes. like, ooh, I like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And we have our mics on while we're recording. So I just hear it like really loud in my headphones. (laughs) Really made me laugh. I got caught off guard for sure. But yeah, so they share a kiss actually. And then she goes into the whole, like, it'd be nice if you could stay, blah, blah, blah. Stay the night. Yep. It'd really mean, Rory really likes having you around, and, well, I wouldn't mind either. Mm-hmm. And then Christopher. Well, he is staying the night, but stay another night, yes, right? Yes, another okay. night. And stay for a while, I think yeah. is what she's implying. And Christopher reveals that he is in a relationship. And she's like, oh, okay. Did Linda from marketing get to you? And he said, no, I'm, her name is Sherry and we live together. And she's like, oh, wow, you really have changed. Yeah. And he said, well, she told me she was going to leave me if I didn't get my shit together. So I got all of my shit together. And Lorelai is kind of taken aback by that. And that's a slap in the face to Lorelai. Yeah. Like. I would be like, this is when I'd be like, okay. I think she's done. really offended by that because it's like, yeah. um, so this woman tells you to get your shit together and you get it together. And here I have been half of your life mm. telling you to get your shit together because you have a daughter with me. Yeah. And you can't get your shit together. Well, and he showed up, did all this stuff, and you're like, and she's like, well, he must be doing it for me and Rory. Mm -hmm. So it's embarrassing on top of it at all that it wasn't even for you. So cringy. So, like, the whole, you asked me why do you, what was his motive to come? And I thought it, I must have missed this part when I watched this last night or something, but, um, it's not to get laid because mm. he rejected her. He did reject her, but I wonder if there had been more martinis, I don't think he would have rejected her. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I think that he, and this is why another, now I'm like in deep hate with Christopher again. I think that he wanted, and he was, he was flirting right back with mm-hmm. her. I think that he wanted to show off how he changed and that she would want to sleep with him and then he would reject her. Oh, so he could be like, my, 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 how the tables have turned. Oh, yeah. Gross. And people like to do that. They like to know that they can get something and then if they can get it, then they can reject you and then they can feel better about themselves. Like... She just broke off an engagement, and now you're here pulling her along just to tell her that you're in a relationship. And he's like, I should have told you sooner. Well, great. So then... It's just... 
it's fine that he's in another relationship, and it's, it's fine good. that he like rejected Lorelai or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, I want to know how he the even flirting. pulled a woman like Sherry because we meet Sherry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's like our first he, Twin Peaks girl. Yeah, and that woman has her shit together. Yeah. So why is why are all of these women attracted to him? I. Do not understand, but it's because he's char- he's got that yeah. he's got a charm and he's flirtatious. Yeah, and women he's more like in a male form. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, he wanders back home. Lorelai meets with Rory and sits down, and Rory knew that he had a girlfriend. Because that was one of the first things she said. You know, he's got a girlfriend, and Lorelai's like, yeah, Sherry, it sounds like he's, like, really happy. Why didn't he tell her about Sherry? Why didn't he tell Lorelai about Sherry? I don't he know. He had that whole time he told he told Rory. I think he is more comfortable telling Rory those things. Oh, maybe, Yeah. Because he sucks. Or hoping that Rory would tell Lorelai for him. Maybe. That is very possible. But I... I don't... I don't know. That scene sucked. I told her. I felt... I don't... What? When would he have told her? When they were talking on the benches and they were at the freaking ball... Oh, yeah, so I'm going to walk my daughter out and present her, but first I'm going to be like, hey, I have a girlfriend. Well, no, they were talking when they're making the martinis and stuff. No, I'm talking about Rory and Christopher. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, why are you coming at me about this? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> In a scene we didn't see, obviously. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just fed up with that whole situation. I know. And this is where I want to be Lorelai. Be like, girl, okay. Be done now. Because yep. this would be my, like, be like, oh, okay. Cool. I get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have been so offended by his comment about yeah. getting his stuff together because she told him she'd leave him. Mm-hmm. But yet you wanted to marry me. And when I told you to get your act together, you were gone the next morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know. He's just yeah. hard to like because I feel like if Lorelai would have said yes to that proposal and then he met Sherry, I bet he would have ditched Lorelai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And he gets into a very similar situation and does the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. He sucks. <laughs> He's just, you know, if you're like this person, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Like, if you're like this person, you're not listening to yeah. this podcast. Let's be very clear. Well, you know what I mean. Or yeah, I, can you just do it and like not 
ruin other, other people's people. lives. Yep. Exactly. Like fine, you that is fine if that's the type of person you are. There are other people like you who will be open to having that kind of relationship with you. Yep. Where you're not <clears throat> it's more casual or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why does I just that's what bugs me. Yeah. Because there's tons of the world is huge. Yeah. You can find the type of person that clicks with you and does that kind of stuff or whatever. You but know, people get so desperate for whatever their reason is. And that desperation is so toxic. Yeah. That you can't, I can't even watch it happen. I know. It is grow. It's like, ugh. It is not the yum to my egg. <laughs> but. <laughs> what a great callback. Yeah, I remembered. No, it's, it's, I think, with Christopher, though, is that he wants to want these things. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that he doesn't want it anymore. Right. So it's not like he's intentionally doing it, I don't think, for the most part. That's what I, I've decided on him. I don't think he's smart enough to do that <clears throat> intentionally. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel weird about this whole situation of flirting with Lorelai. Mm-hmm. And basically, he wanted to see if there was an option to get get in her pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was intentional to me. I think so, too. But, yeah. Mm. But so we find out that Rory already knew that he was in a relationship and Rory didn't even tell Lorelai. So that's interesting. Um, Luke brings over a burger, and when he does, that man oh my God. checks Lorelai out big time. Because she's in her pretty dress. Yeah. Her sexy dress. Mm-hmm. And when they're talking, they kind of gesture behind him, and then we see Jess... In one of Luke's shirts and a backwards cap. <laughs> a flannel. The He's in a flannel. Yeah. And it's, I think it definitely is one of Luke's. It's so big. Because it's big on him. And he had to roll up the sleeves like yeah. 14 times. Because, <laughs> like, Scott Patterson's like a... A built a dude. Big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? And Jess says, well, I thought this was the uniform. and he's like go upstairs and change right now and he's like whatever you say uncle luke and he goes don't call me uncle luke it's luke actually it's mr luke actually don't address me at all (laughs) and lorelei tells rory that she's really lucky that she has someone she can talk to and complain to and go to at the end of each day And I think this is her realizing that maybe she needs to figure stuff out. And what is she going to do when Rory's not there to talk to or complain to or whatever? Yeah. And I think also, too, that knowing that, you know, she's lucky to have Rory to do that with and her mom doesn't have that with her. Very true, because they were talking about how important the evening was to Emily and how miserable she was the whole time. So I think she was very concerned about their fight. 
Yeah. Because she asked Emily, you know, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because she shows up the next day and Emily is working in her garden and... Lorelai says, oh, I had some time and be- before my business class, I thought I'd stop by and, and check in on you. And Emily's like, okay. And Lorelai says, you know, if something's going on, you can always talk to me. Mm-hmm. And Emily says, well, there's nothing going on. And it just ends with the two of them sitting there in silence. Well, it was pretty scene. It was. That's actually one of the scenes um, I think... We were talking about, in season one, Emily's softer sides. And I think I mentioned this being one of the the milestones, or the markers, sorry, not the milestones, um, the markers of where we see a shift in Emily a little bit mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. softness. I think so, too. But, yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful scene. It is. And Kelly Bishop really turned it out this episode. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't think, like, we joke that she's, like, an icon or whatever, but deep down, that is not a joke. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. That's and, years and years and years and years mm-hmm. of acting and studying and yeah, I just working got with my, good people. I just got my Emily Gilmore t-shirt. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say anything. I'll have to put it on and take a picture it's for the so Instagram because it's awesome, but... I just love Kelly Bishop so much. She grows a lot in this series. And I think you're right. This is a turning point. It's It's, a nice, it was a nice shift. mm -hmm. And I think it's a turning point for Lorelai too. Mm -hmm. And their relationship in general. It's nice that she can have a moment of self-reflection and. Yeah. And be like, well, you know, I don't want my mom to be. I do that stuff all the time too, though. Mm-hmm. Where I'm I like, too. Oh, I hope my mom's not lonely. <laughs> I know. I do that too. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, also just to bring back, oh, go back a couple steps. Okay. Um, with Luke and Jess and Jess wearing Luke's outfit. Mm-hmm. That was hysterical. And I don't know how. Luke kept a straight face because if that my, if my niece did that to me, I'd be laughing so hard. Well, and I just have to like everybody that's listened to this podcast so far knows that I love Jess, but I just have to point out he was in this episode for maybe a total of five minutes. Yeah, and both times so funny. Yeah. Like he made his mark in the episode for only being in it for such a short mm-hmm. time. Which I says to me that he's, like, a very strong character. Oh, totally. If you um, can do that much in that little of time. Mm-hmm. And did you notice Rory's little smirk as he goes back upstairs? Oh, and he looks at her, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, yes. Like, he made her laugh. I yeah. made her laugh. I got her to smile. But, like, Whatever. you know, he is, he is a hard character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got, he's sort of stoic. Yeah. Um, but he is funny. That is a, that was him extending his sense of humor to Luke. I think. I think so too. Luke just, (laughs) but he was also to pick on Luke too. He doesn't have like a, he has like a sense of humor, but like 
He's not a funny guy. Yeah, he's... No. Yeah. Not intentionally. And especially after the last episode when he's like, you're going to do this and this and this. And he, like, laid down the law. Mm-hmm. And Jess is like, all right, well, I'm going to get my kicks where I can then. <laughs> and it was just a fun a fun scene. Yeah, I was happy after feeling that humiliation with Lorelai. Oh, my God, yeah. With Christopher. <clears throat> I That... Ugh, I felt so humiliated. I don't even want to think about it because it's so yucky. But when I got back, when I got into that diner, I was immediately, and I saw Luke Mm -hmm. in his red flannel, and I was like, I feel whole again. I feel all right. Yeah. I've made it. That episode was real icky. And then then we end with that beautiful scene with Emily Mm -hmm. cutting those, I don't know, daffodils. (laughs) (laughs) No fucking flowers. It was nice. I I really enjoyed it. I think it's a cute, a cute moment. And it also kind of leads us into next week's episode. Mm-hmm. So I like that we kind of end on that note. Yeah. But let's yeah. get to our town meeting and wrap some things up. We call this town meeting to order. All right. For this town meeting, let's just start with the... General things. We had 38 references in this episode. More than half were within like the first 15 minutes, right? I think almost the first uh, line. The first 20 minutes had 26 references. Yeah, and Sound of Music was the first reference at 17. 17 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, these are getting more and more involved (laughs) as we go on and like our little worksheet that we made goes up to 26 Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna be lengthening that because Mm -hmm. we're exceeding that quickly i think that now the new norm is gonna be around 40 the average oh my gosh i think yeah from what we can tell so far of the seasons It's taking a little longer to pump these out because they are so involved now. I needed a little break. I do have a hard time finding quiet time to film the scenes. Yeah. So I have to be up sometimes at like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. filming them (laughs) so I can have quiet time because you can, you know. Yeah. I have to film by hand. Yeah. And I like... I've been better about editing because Bryn has been in rehearsals, so I have no distractions, but now his rehearsals end, and now I'm like, great. (laughs) But if he's working on his podcast and I'm working on mine, then I don't feel bad. You can be like, Bryn, I'm not going to watch BattleBots with you right now. I hope he never suggests that we watch (laughs) BattleBots. I don't even know if he knows what that is. Yeah. So let's not encourage it. I wouldn't tell him. (laughs) You might watch that. Yeah. All right. I have a short discussion topic. So it's interesting to see other people's perspective on this episode because I've been kind of like deep diving on Reddit for each episode to see like what thoughts people are having. But I only do it 
after I've already written my own thoughts because I don't want that stuff to like seep into what we create. Yes. It's a dangerous. That's why I can't listen to any more Gilmore Girl podcasts. No, because I don't want anything to influence without actually influencing, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, But it's somebody really broke down their thoughts on Reddit with these characters. And I think it's interesting because I, this person really rips Christopher apart. Mm -hmm. So I would just like to share this with you. Um, They mention that he moves around so much that it doesn't even phase Lorelai when he has a new phone number. I didn't even think about that. And he doesn't care to update them about the phone number or the fact that he has moved from California to Boston. (laughs) Literally across the country. Yeah. Um, He drops the ball in Rory so often that when he uses the word definitely, she thinks 50-50 chance. We talked about that. And then acts like his flirty self. And then when he has to leave, drops that he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Total puke. Okay. Emily, even though she is upset with Richard and is embarrassed at how he is acting, she doesn't break character even around Lorelai. And that's what that's what I'm waiting for. When is Emily going to break character and give in to Lorelai? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. When does that turn? When does that shift happen? Um, Richard is absolutely terrible to Emily. He acts like a petulant child throughout the entire episode. Agreed. Um, and, And then goes on to say, none of this is surprising to anyone except Rory. And I think when I'm looking at this episode as like a, a, big picture moment we're seeing all of these people having issues and then Rory standing on the outside like I thought I was doing something to be nice Mm -hmm. and I think that happens to her a lot yeah and it it begs the question of what do we think is the turning point for her to realize that even when she does step in and even when she does try to make things better, it's not going to work. I <clears throat> I haven't watched the show enough to pinpoint a specific no, yeah, moment. No, yeah, that's something that I want yeah. us to mm. think about going forward. Yeah, because I have some theories, but I don't want to. I don't want to plant the seed in your head because mm-hmm. I want to see if you. If I had to like raw guess one right now, just. The yeah, top like of my just head. like raw dog, I guess. I'm just gonna right do now. it. Okay, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna can do it. Yale. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very obvious choice. Yeah. But I think there's more to it. Oh sure. But that is the only one that could come off the top of my head from watching it one one a round. Thousand percent. But yeah. I feel like that might be the nail. <clears throat> but I have no idea. I have no idea. And this person brought up another um, perspective that I hadn't thought about, but they said, all of this behavior makes me wonder how much time and effort Mia must have put into reparenting Lorelai because she turned out so different 
from Emily. Mm-hmm. And I think there's only one comment, and all they say is amen. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that brings up an interesting point, because we do get to see Mia, and we do see Emily meet Mia. And I don't know if I would say that Mia reparented Lorelai. No. If anything, she would take on a mentorship. Right. Because um, I think at that point, it's the same thing that Lorelai said to Max. Like, Rory is raised. And she's 16. Like, mm-hmm. she's she is who she's going to be at this point, And there's not really anything we can change about that. But I do wonder if if Mia's mentorship did help shape Lorelai into this person who, despite her differences with her mother, can come to her mother and say, is everything okay? Is everything yeah. normal? Like, what's going on? Like, that kind of thing. But Mia was after, right? When she moved out? Yeah. Yeah, Mia owns the inn. I mean... A lot of your a lot of your character or personality is already kind of implemented, I think. I think so too. Um, the blueprint is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The foundation has been laid. I mean, I'm vastly different than who I was at sixteen. Oh yeah. I mean, but the core of me is very similar. Yeah. If that makes sense. That was very deep. Yeah. Felt it felt like Insightful. it felt like something that i would say at 10:47 in the evening it's like one of those <clears throat> lorelei dramatic moments can you say that like how she would say it dramatically <sighs> yeah oh, boy i don't know what even know what i said <laughs> the that it's like my core is there but yeah. the core of the person is there no that's she's not. like looking at a photo of herself when she's 16 and she's like I've changed so much since then, but the core is still there. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you're like, who are you talking to? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you had it all, didn't you? Yeah. That would be something cheesy and oh, dramatic that she would say. Completely. Well, that takes us to the end of this episode. Yeah. Can I read the description for the next episode? Yeah, please do. la da 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 it's a pretty short description. So next week's episode is uh, season two, episode seven, like mother, like daughter. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Like mother, like daughter. Headmaster Charleston wants Lorelai and Rory to be more socially engaged at school. Tune in, everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that this was a, is a fun boring episode. description. It is. Yeah. It's a really fun episode. And we have not seen that headmaster in a long time. No, we haven't. So that would be nice. I, I love this episode. I, yeah, I remember liking it. It's The fun. red dresses, right? Yeah. 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 When they do the fashion show. Yes, so, very cute. Yes, it's fun. Um, and then coming up after that one, we have um, another good one. What is it? Let me see. Where is it? It better be a Luke and Jess episode. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, this is the next episode is when 
Lorelai gets jealous of Luke. Yeah, because all the women like him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honey. Oh, yeah, it's Get the, in ins, the ins and outs of ins. Oh, I don't really remember. So, and we don't have another guest until episode 13. Okay. So, it's just us for a while, friends. Cool. But thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore. We are also on Pinterest. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.